Hi boys, how you doing? Yeah, good, good chief. Still good. Uh, well, I don't know how we're taking this, but back to the coronavirus and our businesses. Uh, but today I just want to talk about what if they shut us down? Because that's what everyone's starting to talk about, right? Shut down is not just for the restaurant and for the club and, and churches and uh, gym. What if they shut uh, the entire thing down? So, I'll sum it up in that. They lock us down. Big yeah. trouble in little China. I think there's got to be a lot of a lot of things that follow that. Something, maybe some lessons that we've learned from overseas. Right. Italy's frozen all mortgages and rental repayments and so forth to help with that lockdown. I think they've done the same for a lot of their utility billing and so forth. A lot of those things need to be implemented immediately if we do go into lockdown. Yeah. They need to get a clear message out. I think we've spoken about this previously in other podcasts about. We've got to work out what what's involved. When are we allowed to leave home? When are we not allowed to leave home? It needs to be a very, very clear message. The first things that need to happen is where people can ease a little bit of that worry from their financial burden for that two-week, four-week, whatever it is, the period. It's usually four to 14 days, don't they? No, that's self-isolation. It's not... Oh, okay. So how long no, no, you can do lockdown for a month. I mean, Italy's uh, the, been the, locked the, down for how long? Three weeks. Oh, that's three that's weeks right. now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And they're not yeah. stopping But I'm not sure that they're really in per- perfect lockdown because I think Tinder is still going in Italy. <laughs> and this is this is where the number is still going up. <laughs> there was a meme on Facebook that says, people who are single, be careful who you're going home with. Because <laughs> you're stuck with them, <laughs> <'Cause you're> <laughs> stuck <laughs> with them for yeah. a fortnight. <laughs> I think the problem is no one knows. Look, we're going to try and talk about what happens if they lock us down. No one really knows because no one can tell us what a lockdown is at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Or a shutdown. So the big word was shutdown. We're not talking lockdown, shutdown. So shutting down all non-essential businesses. Yeah. All non-essential businesses. If that happens, obviously us three as real estate agents uh, got some issues we need to sort out. Um, no, I don't have any issue. I, I think that if they were going to do shutdown, I'm all for it. But make sure that I'm looked after. I'm not talking in a selfish way. I'm talking like, you know, it's the same way they did with the shutdown of restaurant owners and all these things. I mean, the clubs really made their own by the government anyway. But the, the restaurant, the guy that just went out there and mortgaged his house, I'm talking about the Federico who runs Lumi, for example. Man, it's, it's not cheap what he's running. Lockdown like this, it's like you reaping out of him everything he's made in the last five years mm-hmm. and more. You're talking about like Troy Rhodes from Muse. You do the same thing to him when two days prior to that, he'd talk about, I have now organized for, uh, we've removed 40% of our seating so that everyone's comfortable and we're respecting the law. Mm. He's following the rules, mm. right? It's not easy for him to find all of that brigade that he has around him of people who are really highly disciplined, and now he just has to let them go or go broke. One of the two, he has to decide. So you, you think about this. I don't care about shutdown as long as it works. Yeah. But shutdown for waste, yep. that to me is a, is a crime. And you can't, I mean, from a business owner's point of view, you can't freeze debts and mortgages and rents and all that and not freeze wages as well. If, if everything gets frozen, there's a way... You know, everyone will struggle for a little while but be okay. We'll probably all end up on new start allowance, which has just been doubled, but yeah. we can get by. If they do, you know, if they freeze all debts and, and we've still got to pay people, then there's going to be a lot of people without work. Yeah. And if they freeze everything at the same time, then we'll all scrape by as long as we need to. No, no listen, not only they shut down, but they also actually insult the dignity of people. Do you know that there's queues at the Centrelink office? Wow. The Centrelink offices are just swamped with long queues of people who have to have something. The MyGov website crashed mm. as soon as they announced it on, at midday uh, mm. on Monday. So you, you, when you listen to all that stuff, you, you go, hold on, here are all the measures that they're doing, but 
there is nothing about the human element, mm. right? And they talking about, all right, we all in this for together. We we're gonna look after you. There's nothing that I hear that is like the Lieutenant Colonel Halmore when he stepped off the helicopter and he said, you know, everyone will leave with me and and everyone come back with me and I'll be the first to step on the battle and off the battle, you know? And you look at this here, we're making decisions that destroys and affects livelihoods and for what? Mm. So if shutdown is going to work, shut down everyone. But then tell us, shutdown is going to last three weeks. Mm. Shutdown, don't worry about shutdown. Every one of you will receive your salary and all mortgages and bills are frozen. Then there's no problem. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Right? Because when you have a happy country afterwards, nothing moves. You don't have to go back looking for people. And the entire country can start again. Okay, maybe companies that haven't been paying their tax and all that stuff, no. Shut them down for good. Yeah. Okay? Companies that haven't been paying the bills or superannuation for their staff and have been escaping paying superannuation, get rid of them. I mean, I've spoken to people who, when they were working, would do anything to escape paying one cent in tax, and now they want the government to look out. No, shut them down too. Yep. I, and I think that that's what needs to be done. There's no problem with shut down, but give us something yes. that at the government level, it's not our fault. It's, this is not a stimulus package. This, this is a package that should be about how to surmount this thing as one. And those announcements need to start happening now. There needs to be stuff coming out saying if we do shut down, this is what it's going to look like. So people can plan and avoid what happened last Sunday. I just had a phone call. Thomas heard me. Well, I just had a vendor ring me saying, mate, what's real estate doing? We we put his house on the market last week. Yep. Mate, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. All I know is these are the facts and this is how we are proceeding for now. But we've got nothing to tell anyone because we don't know. Yep. If we get locked down, he said, what happens if we get locked down? Sorry, Brad, I can't tell you. Yeah. Give us something. It hasn't. There's no good saying, oh, look, if you don't behave yourself, we're going to go to stage two, three, four and five and pull your heads in. Tell us what the fuck stage two, three, four and five look like. Yep. I'm speaking from personal now, from a business owner. I need to know what that looks like so, so we can, can do some sort of planning. So I can give, firstly, my family, my staff and then my clients some sort of direction, some sort of thoughts moving forward. But it's only been 24, 48 hours, but I'm already getting sick of saying I don't know. As soon as I know, I'll tell you something, but I, n- no one knows. Yeah, we had the same conversation, Thomas and I, with the restaurant owner who had to shut down on the Monday at midday. He doesn't know. All he knows is he got told to close his doors at midday, doesn't know whether he's getting any assistance, doesn't know what's happening. He's in limbo. Where. He's got no, yeah, no so information. So now that they've thrown it out there and they threw that hand grenade the other day, it's obviously on their agenda to happen at some point. So yeah. start telling us now what it looks like. And that's, I think, Thomas, that's part of looking after us. Yes, all their measures have to look after us, but the first way you can look after us and for the mental health of everybody, the anxiety of everybody, and to give us a chance of fighting through whatever yeah. it looks like, tell yeah. us now. Do you have any understanding of what a lockdown or a, or a shutdown would be? Do you have any sort of... Yeah, it's like vacation with your family. Okay, but so... but Locked in, inside with though, your wife and kids. This, this, will be, this will be a one-in-a-lifetime uh, kind of event, right? Mm. Mate, when was the last time that you and I could really shut down and really spend it on our kids? Yeah. I mean, that is... An, I mean, we can turn this event into something positive. Yeah, 100% it can be a positive, but it can be even more positive if we know in advance what we're looking at. And that's what I was coming back to. So you're saying it's like a vacation for your kids. Nothing's been told, Chris. Nothing. Okay. Does a business have to keep paying their staff? Do they then go on to 
We, we, so we don't know. No, don't no, it, it, it's all about what they decide. I, I think that Boris Johnson in, in England did very well when he said, no, all your pay will be 80%. subsidized 80% by the government, which oh, I, everyone's losing 20%, but everyone is doing it. And I think that is a good step because there is no mental issues being created. Mm. By yeah, that, right. You know, yep. it's when you create the mental issue, man. And I think that we ought to have more intelligence than that and have a look. Is what we're doing really having a foresight of six months down the road? Mm. Or are we destroying everyone so that we can ask people to rebuild everything after six months? Mm. That is not how we look after Australia. I don't care about whether you're winning or losing elections, but definitely that's the best way of losing it. Yeah. All that made all we know is what's been in the media, which is this, the sad and the scary thing about it. And that's I don't know yeah. any more than uh, I got a text from my accountant when I woke up first thing the other morning saying the stimulus package has just been increased from twenty five grand to up to, from between fifty and a hundred. Yeah. Still no idea what that means, when we get it or what. It was three hours later that the premier announced that we're going into lockdown. So all that you know, thinking, oh well, at least there's something there for us, went out the window. And we still haven't been told shit. Yeah. So I don't. We don't know. And they're all the questions that people are going to want answered. And it's only fair that they want them answered. Are you still going to be able to pay me? Are you still? What are our rights? What are our obligations? What What do we have to do? And no one knows. It's an issue for me, and I've, I've got no doubt it's an issue for every employee out there as well on both sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah. Right. But looking at the shutdown, the way that they've done with the restaurant and all of those small businesses that struggling quite often uh, on the week to week basis. It's most likely if they shut down, they won't be paying us too much. They're going to get all of us to freaking queue, totally dismantle our sense of self-esteem, self-love, and just get us down to just being nobodies, right? In order to queue for a little bit of food or money or mortgage. And I think they're going to have a lot of angers. Ultimate control, mate. There's going to be a lot of anger, right? I mean, I'm Vietnamese born, brought up in Belgium, but man, I have no problem with revolution again. And I, I probably, if I have to lose everything there, I, I tell you, and I have no problem with losing if what you're doing is going to fix it. But if I'm losing it and what you're doing is not fixing it and you have still got governmental paid, guaranteed, we have a problem, you and me, right? I said last week's podcast that if people are having heart attacks and going through all this stress for no good reason, then they, the people will uprise. I've, I firmly believe that. They've got to be careful what hole they're digging for themselves here because we've already seen what fear will do to people and we haven't even got bad yet. You know, the fighting over toilet paper and all that shit, that was before things were even bad. Yeah, shudders to think where we, where we might have been today if the lockdown, the full lockdown had been imposed. What would the streets look like? Where would people who don't see an end to it because they haven't been told a fucking thing, where does their... Uh, oh, man, it would be a revolution. If you've seen some of the soldiers, the Australian soldiers, yeah. during Anzac times, like being a little bit undisciplined, man, they would have done it. They would have seen the streets bad, right? They probably would have seen the, the guillotine being brought out because that, that is wrong for a few idiots making those kind of decisions. So... Total shutdown, I, I probably believe that it will happen, but that's only when the numbers are unbearable for our health system to cope with. Mm. So they are trying to probably get the, that. So I hope that when they do that shutdown, that they have learned from all the shit that they have caused to some of the industry they've caused 
before us is that they look at all right let's give them some sense of certainty let's give them some sense of happiness let's give them a deadline you know because unless they do this it's going to be a nightmare for all of us scary scary and there's that there'd be unintended consequences too i mean the elderly we're already talking about we need to look after them and they're going to be isolated and struggle that's only going to increase if we're all locked down and you can't check on your neighbor so communication's made even harder. It's even harder for them to get to the shops and all that sort of stuff. I mean, we don't think about that, but the guys that are already struggling with the loneliness and, and being in those older years are totally going to get worse, not better. Yeah. yeah. I think the the plan to total lockdown, as you said, it's, it's more than likely inevitable it's going to happen. I think there's a lot of planning that's going to have to be implemented prior to that. Uh, but you're right, Cam, that, that loneliness and, and so forth, I think it's very important for people to understand to reach out to to those around it, reach out to your neighbours and so forth. I, th- I think some of the scenes that we're seeing coming out from Italy and Spain actually now of neighbourhoods getting together and sort of from their own balconies in their units and so forth, creating music and stuff is fantastic. So the human nature is coming out to want to socialise with each other. Maybe mm. if we're smart, we'll put some of that in place before, and I mean as communities. We yeah. got the warning the other day when the, the Premier threatened shutdown. Yeah, we yeah, got right. the shot fired across the bow. So we know it's more than likely coming at some point. So that stuff you're talking about, about forming mini groups or social media groups or ways and checks and balances of keeping everyone safe and checking in on people needs to start now, essentially, not a week after we've all been locked down and half the world, half the population has turned because that's... I think more so, Cam, people understanding it's okay to reach out. Majority of the men, unfortunately, when they start to get a little bit sad, upset, they, they, they withdraw into themselves, they go into their cave. We need to understand it's okay to reach out and ask for help and, and, and so forth. I think if we get in, get into lockdown, we need to do that, number one. People need to understand it's okay. Yeah, especially it's men, us. especially men. Absolutely. Don't, don't, don't take it as your personal failure. That's it. Uh, don't, don't take it as a an, an attack on your own manhood, but really share it because the pain that you go through, your, your, your partner will go through too. Yeah. And that's not us being sexist either. That's just the fact of the world is more men do themselves harm than... That's w- it. A, a lot more men do themselves harm than women. Yep. Women are more communal by nature. Yep. Yeah, nothing nothing that's happening at the moment is in any of our control. So times are going to get tough and if business goes bad or, or something doesn't happen for you, then it, it isn't your fault. So. so number one, I think we need to reach out. Number two, we need to reach out to those that we know need help. So whether you've got neighbours or, or friends or, or parents of friends or whatever it may be, is just make that phone call. Do you need something? I'm going to the shops. I can swing by on my way home, drop you off something. Because the lockdown, we will still be able to go to the shops. Everyone, listen, you are still able to go to the shops if you're in lockdown. You will have to have... Obviously, I think it's a visit a, a week or a day or something. I'm not sure. How it and works. if they they don't allow you to go to the shops, let us know because we all organise to go out at the same time to the shops. They have to put <laughs> twenty one right. million of us in jail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, they have by well, lockdown. A, they yeah, to that's put the thing. We, the the talk has been shut down, not lockdown. I want to know if there's a difference. They're talking about that's shutting good, down all the businesses. Good question. No, shut down. You can still move around. Lockdown. You lockdown. can't even move. So the, all we've heard so far okay. here just is, just unless to the shops yeah. by yourself. You can't even go with your wife. Can't yeah. have two people going. All of those things are going to... But again, hopefully they will explain it rather than just impose something and say, like saying last Sunday, on Monday at 12 o'clock, blah, blah, blah. That is disgusting. Yep. You know, you, you can't just do things like this. That, that is to give people almost a heart attack. 
that's wrong. Like there's people who've both produce and set things up and organize things and have got things probably set up for maybe a small group. And all of that's gone. And not also not only they have to close down their business, fire their staff, but everything that they bought and prepared's all gone to waste. Mm. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And, and and I understand that the Prime Minister said it very clearly. Things evolve by the day. So you can't ask him to even guess what's going to happen in two days. I understand the point. But please, when it comes to hurting people's livelihood, maybe we can make a decision. We don't have to be a virus. We can make a decision to ease their pain. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a cop-out to say, too, oh, things are ever evolving, so we don't know what's around the corner. You know what could be around the corner. So you don't tell me they haven't got 400 contingencies already behind closed doors that we don't know about. I, I, I can tell you what's uh, around the corner. It's yeah. going to go higher. Right. So they know that. So tell us what you are planning if X happens. If X happens, we're doing this, this will mean a shutdown is going to mean this, this, this and this. A lockdown is going to mean this, this, this and this. You will be affected, you won't be affected, you will be affected, you won't be affected. Saying, oh, everything changed so much overnight, fucking bullshit. <laughs> yes, it may have changed overnight, but you knew what you were going to do if it got to that level. Tell us. Yeah, okay. That's that's a fair tell call, us. Cam. Again, I think the media, unfortunately, takes things and contorts and twists things back at politicians, and sometimes that's why they're a little bit scared on There's on nothing to stop them coming out. If Miss Berejiklian has got enough pen and paper to come out and say, you're all getting shut down in 48 hours with no other explanation, yep. she's got just as much ink in a fucking pen to say, these are the people it's going to affect, these are the people that aren't going to affect, this is what it looks like if it goes to another level, this is where we're heading, prepare yourselves. When there's a fucking bushfire, there's a bushfire plan for your house, isn't there? Yeah, Pack yeah. this, this, this and this, get this ready. If you need to go, know where your emergency evacuation point is, yeah. know your road's out of town, know where you're going. This has been coming for a long, long time, and yes, it's changing quickly, and yes, I wouldn't be a leader in this country for quids at the moment yeah. with the pressure they're under. But again, fuck the word common sense. Common sense says you know that if it gets to this level, what we're going to do. So tell people before it gets to that level. Yes, there's some people going to go off a deep end and go, oh, shit, the world is doomed. But doing it the way you're doing it, everyone is feeling that way. Because when you come out and say in 48 hours you've been shut down, Everyone went that way, right? It's very general, but I guarantee you the majority of the population went to DEFCON 5. <laughs> Whereas if you come out and say, look, in, in, in 48 hours, this is what we're planning, this is what it means. Now, if that doesn't fix things, there's another level and that level looks like this. And if that doesn't fix things, there's another level, that level's going to look like this. It lets people like me plan what the fuck I'm going to do with my two businesses. Yeah. It gives me some certainty to be a man around my family and lead them the right way. How the fuck am I supposed to lead if I don't know what the hell's going on? right? And that was the feeling of helplessness when that announcement came out. What's our bushfire evacuation plan? Tell us, because you know. They fucking know. And they might not know when it's coming. They might go, oh, look, we think we're a week away from a shutdown, but if there's a shutdown, this is what it looks like. And it may happen tomorrow, but it's out there. There's definitely a difference then between a shutdown and a lockdown. Lockdown, you've got to stay at home, one person's at the shops, so forth, but a shutdown is... All, all businesses are gone. All unessential uh, businesses are done. Yeah, uh, maybe... Well, that's still yeah. us guessing. Like, we can't... May, no, may, may, yeah. That's, that's maybe maybe yeah. non-essential will be also be locked. 
it all depends. Uh, in some countries now, they're calling in even the army to make sure that that lockdown is imposed, right? The thing is that I don't care. If it works, it works. Like New Zealand, for example, has just made a decision uh, on Monday to go to get all of their QEs home because they're going to put the country into lockdown for one month. But at least the prime minister over there has said one month, right? Now, I'm going to tell you this. It's going to do fuck all because it's going to go down. And then this is the thing. I got the virus, right? I give it to you in 13 days. Now you're starting to get the incubation, correct? And you might take 15 days to do it. So you get it for 15 days. So on day 29, you meet Cameron. Now he fucking gets it, right? So all of us on day 31, we all go out, say, ah, back to normal. But there's a dude who's infected here and the entire cycle starts again. Mm. So if you're going to do all of this and we're going to restart again and in three months we, we start again, it's wrong. I think right now we need to really be proactive and focus all our energy on to We need machinery. We need things to look after people at home. We need to have a look. Can the manpower that we have be pushed into other industries? Like, can can we have more people delivering stuff so that we don't have toilet paper still not sure not in on, on shelves right now? Yeah. That do we have companies at home to make enough sanitizers so that we have sanitizers so that our people can really disinfect themselves? So I'm gonna stay home. You're gonna go into a small shutdown, but there's no sanitizer. Are you serious? Mm. There's no sanitizers for little shop to do a delivery of food. And then what? They're not going to even sanitize the, the, what they have. There's knee-jerk reactions for the moment from organization not looking at what's happening. All right, for example, all they heard over the last 48 hours is, oh, school and lockdown and school. Mate, if you don't have the parents freaking working, forget the school. No one will be able to pay for any schooling for our kids, mm. right? So the big thing is stop talking about stuff that are a consequence of real big consequence. What about the people who have mortgages, rent, things that they really have to run through, all right? Now, do they give a shit about your virus? Maybe they can make a decision, well, if we die, we die, mm. all right? No, but in a collective effort, we all say, all right, we'll punish ourselves to do that. Are you looking after them? Are you making sure that their sacrifices is really going to be it? Mm. And I don't think that total lockdown going to do shit, man. Mm. It's only going to do one thing. Kill a little bit, give them a, few, a bit of reprieve until the vaccine. So what about now putting all the money so they get the vaccine? Now, we're waiting for America to give it to us because we've got so much red tape around us right now that we're hanging ourselves with red tape. Like... It's going to take a country, China. Do you know that China is already making a test with some of the vaccine? America, at least Trump is there making some good decisions there, even though you know me and Trump. But mm. really, at least he's decided, cut the crap right tape, just get the thing happening, right? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're talking about how to just cripple an economy. But they might. The, the thing is, they may well be doing something behind the scenes, but they don't fucking tell us. Uh, oh, there was, so there was. Surely they're not dumb enough to not be working on vaccines. Yeah, now and on doing the weekend there stuff. was reports. There was on reports on the weekend of people who actually are working on the vaccine. A few of the. Uh, yeah, I know that. I know that. In Australia. Yeah, that's right. And he just came out. One of them just came out in Melbourne and said, 
Uh, it won't be 18 months, it'll be 12 months. Are you fucking what, mate? Mm. It, it better be here like in next two months. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole different kettle of fish, all that stuff. Who knows? I'm not angry, guys. I'm just thinking if there's a sh- total shutdown, maybe the revolutionary blood in me will have to wake up. Can only push us so far. Oh, mate, I well, <laughs> If the masses get upset enough, there, there might be. They'll vote one fool in for another fool and we'll be in the same shit again. But uh, <laughs> We'll be running across the road. You'll be standing in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> hell. We're going to learn, though. I mean... So what do our businesses do? So what do we our, what do we our offices do as a, as a business? We'll have to fire people. Fire people or say you're on leave without pay? No, because in, in the end, it, like everything, like some of the gazelle having abortion if they were attacked by a predator while they're delivering, they just have an abortion while they're running right. to run faster away from the predator. Like some predators sometimes you know, in bad times would eat or let their uh, offspring die first so that they can survive. I think in the end... Just as much as I would say, I'd love to be able to say that all of our business people will hang on to uh, their manpower. The primal fear in mankind is that they're going to look after themselves first, uh, hence the toilet paper saga. Mm. And so I think that leaders are going to be firing people, probably not pay their rent or whatever mortgages they have. They would probably take that fight on with justice or through the courts to say, have a look, the coronavirus forced me to do this. What do you think the judge would say? Well, would you say I have to pay? No. So in the end, it's going to be going back to survival. And if we are doing that, then we are going to be losing all those years that mankind has tried to build and fight human nature. You have a look, some of the human traits or human nature traits that people are showing. The prime minister goes online and say things like, don't do any hoarding. Don't go out there and get more. Or when he said, going to the beach is not okay. (laughs) Is that going to stop anyone? Because I think they don't give a fuck, mate. They will still do whatever is right for them. They will do whatever. Why? Because the primal fear of survival has been ignited in people and it's going to be very hard to just switch it off. It will take way, way more. And we start now. If it's going to start, it will take it now that the media has to say to themselves, let's wake up to our own shit here. It's not about ratings anymore. It's like any business owners out there, being in real estate or anywhere, are still thinking of making profit, they ought to be shot. Right? Because there's only two companies are really making big profit right now. Okay? The people putting people in boxes and people who are putting food on the table. But you look at it. I go to Woolies, Coles, whatever you, you, you take it. They're making enormous amount of profit. The toilet paper they don't have in the shelf does not say anything about them not making money. Mm. It's actually saying the they made more money at between 7 and 7.05. Mm. But do you ever seen them spend any money putting gloves for you to go shopping? Do you ever seen them putting gloves for you to start paying for your item at the till? When you're starting to use your fingers and hit those screens and tally up what you've bought, do you ever think that maybe there could be some germs on it? Mate, those guys never thought about doing some of this shit. Have you ever thought that if the virus can survive for hours, that some of the cans or tins that you're taking onto your shelves, uh, you actually just touch poison and you're going to go home and poison your family? Come on, man. You're going to have to stop this stuff. I say it again. Shutdown works. I'm all for it. I'll shut my business first. 
but don't tell me to shut down for no result or just to cut the curve. I'm not interested in cutting the curve, right? Or shut my business, but at least make me rest, not make me have nightmares for the nights ahead. Mm. Absolutely. So those actions, do you believe, the actions the government have already taken with, like the other day they shut down the uh, restaurants and clubs and so forth. There's hundreds and thousands of people, if not millions of people affected, have lost their job already. You've spoken about Centrelink having queues. This is going to have an on-flow effect to real estate. Whichever way we look at it, there's going to be less people in the market looking to buy, less people in the market looking to sell, true or not? Yeah, absolutely. It, sure, it's going to have to be, have an on-flow on the rest of society, man. Yeah, the whole of society, absolutely. Yep. The initial question was what happens if the lockdown, what happens, how does it affect our offices and so forth? I mean, I think it's, it's already affecting all of us. Yeah, because they give us uncertainty. That's all they're giving yep. us. Right. Until we know, mate, I'll go back to my original point. Yeah. Until they tell us something about what it looks like, yep. we can't answer your question. Yeah. And that's the same, again, I'm in a position where I've got to answer to six staff members. And I know there's people out there who've got to answer to a lot more. My parents have got to answer to 24. Right. So, but until they help by transparency, I can't answer it. And I know that shit, but I'm not going to sit here and go, everything's going to be rosy. And I'm also not going to sit here and go, it's yep. the end of the world, because yep. I don't fucking know. So th- on that morning after the announcement, I was asked, so what's what's happening within the office? Our team was asking me. I said, it's business as usual. Until we know otherwise, which we don't, like you said, it is business as usual. And I think any sane person would need to continue on living as normal. Can't until- pretend nothing's going on though, mate. No, no, we can't pretend, and we've got to be aware of that. But hoarding toilet paper going to do emergency groceries, all that sort of stuff. I've heard people taking cash out of ATMs so they've got cash at home because they reckon... You Where know, are they? Let's go for a walk. <laughs> no, but, but this is why in many of our previous podcasts we talked about leadership, that every human being is a leader per se, that as a leader we have to look at reality for what it is, not worse than what it is, not better than what it is. Then the second job that we have is once we are confronted with that reality, we look at it and see it better than what it is Mm. and do something about it. So I think that if it starts from the top, as I said, the leadership's always, uh, what is it, rots from the head. If our leaders at the top really start and begins with that mindset of making sure that we are okay, then the rest of our organization will be okay. And so in this kind of shutdown that they, we, they, they are looking at moving us into, because they're looking at the curve, they better be very careful on how they approach it. Yep. Mm. Right? Because the way they have approached this first one is not good. So if that was just a guinea pig and a test, they should have listened to our podcast previously because they would have known, oh, shit, that doesn't work. Maybe we shouldn't work. go that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe we should have listened to those two, th- th- those three pricks. I was going to say two pricks, and uh, and it's my dude. <laughs> but those three pricks first, <laughs> and before we made the decision. You know, you're a prick, Camp. You're one of them. I didn't deny. Oh, that's good. You know, if I was in government, I would really have a look at. All right, let's get staff to go through ideas, go through what we have online on social media, and look for ideas. Mm-hmm. And really sit down and look at those ideas with foresight, not for two weeks, but maybe six months foresight. Mm. And then look at how we implement them. Look at psychology. Why is it that they talk about mental health when everything's fine? And now we have a freaking crisis. 
They don't give a shit about mental health. Mm. Right? That that guy that on Monday we saw you and I that lost his entire restaurant business. We don't give a shit about his mental health. So don't freaking come to me and tell me that you are about mental health because your decision showed me that it's it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who gives a fuck about mental health does not come out and say, we're ruining all your businesses. Talk to you in six hours. (laughs) That's not someone who gives a fuck about mental health. So it's not even the fact that you just said that you haven't heard them talk about mental health. It's worse than that. Not only have they not spoken about mental health, they've, they've... not taken into consideration. Whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, they've done everything to fuck with everybody's mental health. Now we've realised that, what are we going to do about it? So we realise, what can we do for the bloke who just lost his restaurant that Thomas and I spoke to the other day? What can we do for... And we've got to start closest to home. We've got to start in our own network. We've got to start with the people that are closest to us. We've got how many officers in our network? 26 or 27? There's 27 owners of businesses that got the same bombshell the other day that would have gone through a raft of emotions so we start there and then we've got to get everyone in the right mindset which is see it as it is not worse than it is right now we're open for business we move ahead as business as usual in air quotes it's the biggest air quotes because there's nothing usual about what's going on at the moment but and then someone for fuck's sake give us a plan moving forward of what you are thinking government so we can put the same plans in place and instill some sort of certainty in ourselves and our people yeah, mental health. So you said it's 20, 26, 27 officers. Let's say on, on average, is it, I don't know, five people per office, six people per office? And when we're talking about a few that's hundred... If, that's if you remove uh, Darren Butcher's office. Well, for on every average, office... I mean, talking because, average. His, because his office just fucked the numbers. <laughs> well, for every office that's got one, <laughs> go he's up got to 10, 12. So. <laughs> so but our average is out maybe, I don't know, five or six or seven people per office. At 27 officers, we're talking about a few hundred people here. And I think first off, we're going to look at our core team, our core va- make sure everyone's okay in our franchise and make sure they're educated to reach out because that's the way we start and start spreading the love and the care and the factor. We're different the way we care and I think our, our teams need to understand that. I think some of our teams have already implemented going out and helping elderly and doing things above and beyond what they would normally do yeah. to show that we aren't just a real estate office. But starting with the inside, it's got to start in-house first. So That's what I'm saying. You know, so first thing, my, my first priority yesterday was I guarantee all my staff were hearing exactly the same news I was hearing. So my first priority was to reach out to them yep. and say, heard the same news, we don't know what it means, I'll keep you in the loop, we're going to talk. If anyone's got any concerns or queries, ring me. That's where it's got to start. It's all right telling people to go out and help other people in the community. But if you're scared, uncertain yourself or struggling yourself, you're not going to be able to do that effectively. Yeah, We had that meeting this morning, the, the Zoom meeting that most of the leaders were on. We've started the process of checking in with everybody. All of those people have got to get their heads right so they can help get their staff's heads right because it can't happen. You can't tell a bunch of people to go out into the community and look after other people if they're not feeling looked after themselves. Yep, uh, that's a good call, man. That's yeah. a good call. Starts from the top and works its way down. You and you, you said the other day that as soon as you heard that news, you wanted to set a team meeting with your team. Yep. Um, first thing in the morning. Did you have that meeting? Yep. And your message to the, everyone was? Well, it was. we called the meeting when after the first announcement by the Premier. Yep. So at that stage, we were thought it was going to be a much more difficult meeting than it, it turned out to be. But by the end of the night, the meeting this morning was, good news, guys, we didn't get shut down. If anyone is having any anxiety or any concerns, let's talk about it. Yep. Let's get together. At the moment, we've got a window of opportunity here and let's take advantage of it like no one else can or will. You know, we'll move forward. We laid out 
if certain things happen, there will have to be changes and we've, we've working on policies and procedures as it goes. Please understand that we haven't been through this just like you haven't been through this. As soon as we've got answers, we'll be giving them to you. At the moment, let's all tie in together and do what we can for each other. And that was the tone of the meeting. And, you know, I didn't, I felt the energy was great there. I, I didn't feel, we had people on annual leave that came in. We had people their days off. They all, everyone was there. Yeah. yeah. On Monday, when we saw that dude that run his restaurant around the lake, he said, why do we have to be the first to be punished? Which I thought, you know, maybe it's a wrong way of saying it. You know, in life, there's always someone who's going to be first. But then we walked up the shopping and we could see in a nail a shop, there were seven or eight people sitting side by side, 30 centimeters away from each other, having someone playing with their fingers or their toenails Right, which is way more physical than just serving someone food. Yep. Oh, I saw a barber before we even got to the nail shop, mate. There was a hairdresser I saw running. Yeah, I don't look at hairdressers a long, yeah, long time yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a hairdresser running her fingers through a guy's hair while she cuts it. What haircut number is that for the day? And how many heads has she run her hands through? And ha- you know, has she practiced a, a good hygiene regime through the day, washing hands, sterilizing tools, and, and so and forth? And we uh, we were no more than a hundred meters away from the bloke who just had his business ripped yeah. out from under him. There's inequality in, in the way they're shutting their, everything down. Yeah. They're, they're, We've covered is, all that. We've we have, and uh, it, previous podcasts. It is it's not equal, and it doesn't make sense. And I think we've stated before also their knee-jerk reaction to shutting one down but not the others and so forth. Yeah, but um, it, well, yeah, and, and which is what we're talking about. I mean, is their shutdown really going to make it? Is or their shutdown just another exercise? Because now when the ship's thinking at the beginning – I got rid of water with small buckets. Now I'm doing it by bigger buckets. Yeah, right. Why didn't I look at the plugs beforehand or start with the bigger bucket straight ahead? Where's the hole? Well, and I think to your point, which is, you know, takes me back to a conversation I had over the weekend. If they shut us down, it's not going to be for a couple of weeks and it's probably not going to be for a month for exactly what you said, mate. So what's, what's your have forecast to be, then? What's your I forecast? don't have, look, I do not have a forecast. I've got no idea. Someone I no, spoke that's not to, our job. Someone, our someone, job is to criticise the shit out of them. No, someone, <laughs> someone, someone I spoke to had a forecast of three months. A shutdown for three months. Yes, and that yeah, yeah. is full of shit, man. That, that, that's an listen, you know. But that would for make, every problem, there's positive guys and they're doomsday bastards. Okay, that would I don't make have more to believe sense it. than shutting down for a month. No, you because can't, of what no. you said. No, listen, you have to look at the numbers going up. The government's trying to do everything. Too. Trying to do everything to keep it low. Don't try big they words. they are actually feeling okay because the number of deaths we have is not so bad. Uh, it, what it shows is that Australia health system is well run. Yep. All right. So, but they know it's going to go up. <laughs> you and I we're sitting here we chit chatting about shit without numbers, but people don't know we have better numbers than anybody else because we use common sense numbers. So we know it's going to go up. So at one stage, he's going to go up to a state where it's unbearable. Yes, then they'll go ultimate. So they'll get it down by lockdown. So they get the numbers down, and then they release all that stuff again. And the only hope is medication, please. Medication, please. Medication, please. Because when the medication is out, they're fine. So until then, everything they do is nothing else but riding a wave until the medication's available. Mm. And we guinea pigs, we are the offerings to the gods. 
So looking at... But they've closed all churches, so they can't give us yeah. our sacrifice. We don't even go to church to pray to God. I was just having a quiet chuckle to myself because I remember what what month were we sitting here having a laugh, you and I, Danola, about the media beat-up on coronavirus and how it probably wasn't going to be anything major. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> Only, again, again, you know what? The, We're going to rename that. We're going to go back and rename that podcast to Cam and Chris was, fucked was up. It, was, it, <laughs> was it over? Yeah, look, I, I don't know. And again, I think the uh, repercussions, the cure, let this old saying, the cure is way worse than the disease. I think the economic repercussions are going to be way, way worse than the disease ever would have been. Personal belief. Oh, I said that on out. Thursday, mate. What's you your think? phone number? Yeah. My phone number is. So yeah. what's your phone? <laughs> I said that I, on Thursday, mate. You think the disease is bad? Wait till they fuck the economy yeah, and what comes after that. I think the cure, what they're going at at the moment, with the shutdowns, lockdowns, getting people out of restaurants is going to be way, way, way worse than the disease ever would be. However, I have not been directly affected by it. I haven't lost a loved one to it. I don't know anyone except through you, self, Thomas, someone removed from myself overseas that has passed and they were um, quite elderly to start with, were they not? Yeah. So, But I, now his daughter is in intensive care. Well, there you go. Wow. And in Belgium, because uh, her husband was not as bad, they sent the bastard home. Jeez. So you imagine you in your 70s or mid-70s, you sent home to be home alone. Like no kids can approach you because you've got a virus. And your wife is in intensive care. Anyway, as it turned out, he, she's actually recovering from it. But her other sister, who also had the virus, her husband is now in intensive care and apparently not to come out. Wow. So when was the last time, I mean, beside a war, when you're talking about something that just took away half of your family or, mm. or many members of your family? I think in, in the future we're going to talk about all this. And I couldn't help but think the other day that, you know, this is like freaking nightmare, like the war of the worlds. And I don't believe that there's going to be a third world war anymore. This is the kind of war we're going to have to get used to. Mm. I don't believe this coronavirus is the last one. Was it not Bill Gates who did a TED Talk on just exactly that in 2015? Did he? He said the third world war will be a virus. Oh, shit, he copied me. He, he, <laughs> he copied you. <laughs> He, he took five he, years ago. I reckon he took material from our podcast. But yeah, but boys, we've been writing this shit for the last 10 years. Invoicing, mate, he can afford Look, it. the Australian government, as far as lockdown, shutdowns, whatever you want to call them, I think that one of the best decisions they ever made, and it breaks my heart to say it, is that they locked down the nursing homes quite quickly um, and really limited the visits to our elderly, elderly and nursing homes. Crystal Zuma has been told she can go and visit her upa whenever she feels like it, mate unobstructed in and out so okay well my, my father's in a catholic nursing home i'm not i cannot i cannot go and visit him yeah. yeah but what what are they doing though this this is a thing chris this is why i'm angry with our government to whom i'm paying the tax and they can freaking come and search me up and down because i paid because my wife is a freaking lawyer i paid way more tax than i should Right? So they can come and look for any loophole to try and bring me down. My name is Thomas Lehuang and I run Wisebury Franchise Pitiwa Limited. Look at my finances and look for loopholes whether I am trying to evade taxes. You won't find any. You're going to have to be ready because if you do this, we have to be able to look at your finances too. Mm. Right? So I, I have no problem because we are a good citizen. But what are they doing for the elderly? Yeah. So your father... Many other parents, many elderly are being in a jail. Let's put it this way. Yep, yep. 
have they really sat down and go uh, and explain to them here is how you use Facebook. Yep. Here's how you use FaceTime. This is how we would like you to be communicating with your children. And then when you have your birthday, this is how, what we would like to organize for you. Have they done it? It goes a little bit further and my father's got dementia. So even further than that, he, he gets a little bit confused to say, what, why aren't my kids coming to see me? So we're calling him and we've got, now got to space it out because we can't, we're out, me, myself and my two sisters have to be careful we don't get him anxious because oh, wow. of that, right? So uh, that, that is, but the next thing I was going to go to is, has the government increased their hygiene practices within these nursing homes to make sure that the people that are working in there are not transmitting the disease? Mate, they, they can't even give them the right nightgowns. Huh? They're not, not going to look at the hygiene, right? So the, the, the problem is, what are we doing you know, you and I, we're, guys, we're sitting here and for the last few days we've been talking about, all right, what is it that we're doing for our own staff? We've been talking to our own organization and says one of our people will have to police whether our entire staff is doing the right thing in hygiene, doing the right thing when it comes to making sure that they're not bringing the virus back to the office. So we're doing all of that stuff in a small scale. In a big scale, if Australia was to do it, it would be perfect. I only am begging for the news to go out there and spread it. Please spread it. Don't even put our names to it. The, the three musketeers of wine and wisdom don't have to be mentioned. We don't want to be known for it. Just <laughs> take the ideas and fucking do it. Yeah. But do something so that you can use your medium in order to do something good. Yeah. Rather than just man, the last few days, all I hear is school shit. What is cool when parents can't pay for it? Mm, yep. You know, look at people's livelihood. Look at the livelihood of the people who make schooling of children's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any chance of anything positive coming out of the lockdown? Or what's oh, going on? Oh, absolutely, man. And I think we touched on it before, was about having that, and I think Thomas said it, about having that disconnection from society, one-on-one -on -one with the family, and they're able to really reconnect the family unit. However, people need to be aware of that in a positive light, not a negative light. Yep. And they need to be looking forward. If it does happen, what is the positives that we're going to do? What are the great things that we're going to... I was talking with the kids um, on the weekend about it with Rita. I said, guys, I'm telling you now, if we go into lockdown... This family, we're doing shit every day. There's stuff going on. We're, we're, and we've got a got a nice house, and there's nothing like no mansion, but we've got a nice house. We've got all the games we need. The kids can go online. They can still study. We've got a big enough backyard where we can play a little bit of sport, kicking a foot around. You have a big backyard. Sorry. No, no, no. You, you have a big collection of bonsai, bonsai. trees. <laughs> you don't have a big backyard anymore. <laughs> no, exactly right. But it is true. You have a bigger bonsai collection than Canberra bonsai. has. Okay, but so, so there, can so. you just make sure yeah. you, <laughs> you say on. things the way they Shut are? Up. So we've got to kick a ball around, don't hit any of the fucking trees. Um, so, <laughs> but it's there is a positive in there, mate. We get to, yeah. but the important thing is coming back, as Thomas said before, we are leaders in our own right, yeah. we all lead someone, and the family unit needs to realize the look at it as a positive, not a negative. Yeah. And this is where it starts at. Yeah, well, it starts with you. 
I think there's positives in our business, as hard as they may be to see. I think I said to you last week, we can train like we've never trained before because we've got more time on our hands. Yep. We can work out our digital presence more than we've ever had time to before. We can The greatest things in life come out of times like this. So yep. I think as people need to switch their brains to what good is going to come out of this because I think it's exciting. I mean, necessity is the mother of all invention. That's the saying that I was thinking of. What's, um, <laughs> yeah, sucked in. Can you come up with this? Yeah, put yourself in that sort of mindset. No, but boys, when you look at the, the, the shutdown, let, let's imagine that they're talking about shutdown. So they would need more people, not to police, but almost to be dip, deputized in order to look after the fact that rules are coming up. Why didn't they keep on paying those people who own restaurants, who worked in restaurants, to do that job? Oh, I think they'll do. The, they implement the army. They'll get the army out. No, 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 no. I think the bloke we met the other day was in a good mood to be a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have been. I, he, he probably would have right shot us first and then talked last. <laughs> he had the right mentality for, for people stepping out of line. Okay, some bugger. people may have to go through the uh, <laughs> psychological testing firsthand. <laughs> Poor bloke. Ah, no, it's not. A, yeah, it's, it's not. It's easy for us to laugh. It is a hard situation for him, and you know. What myself, uh, I've got family directly affected by this shutdown. My brother-in-law drives a delivery truck that delivers fresh fruit and vegetables <laughs> to all the hotels and uh, clubs throughout New South Wales. Um, and there's there's quite a big business works um, out of their wholesaler factory that they've got. Man, their business would be at a standstill. There'd be nothing for him else to go to. Oh, he can fill he his can. truck full of toilet paper no, and deliver they're, that. They're, they're, no, no, no. He can deliver people like us. <laughs> we still want food. <laughs> but, you know, I, but I think that's the thing is I think a lot of the leaders, again, the leaders of business need to look at alternatives for their business. Yeah. Coming again, delivering food and vegetables, right? Right, yeah, well, let's go and deliver to the old people. Let's help Meals on Wheels deliver toilet paper when they're delivering the meals. Let's... Let's look at other alternatives to, to those issues. Yeah, but be, because most people will still look after survival, Chris, unless the government says that those guys are going to be paid for it, not many people are going to do it. Yeah. Come on, you have a look at it. Look at the toilet paper saga, mate. Did you see well, a few it? days ago a video that was done last week or something where a woman was fighting an elderly for a bag of toilet paper? Yeah. Are you serious? I know there are industries out there that are shutting down uh, within the tourism industry. Their staff, they're talking directly to people like Coles and Woolworths about directly transitioning their staff from one job in straight into another job with Coles and Woolworths. I heard Coles or well, one of those offered Qantas workers the same thing, but there when that go. yeah, but when you dug down, they all just got sent a generic link to the normal application page to line up and get in a queue for everybody else so devil's in the detail there i think i mean not think you know people don't move into growth and contribution until when till their other four life needs are met yeah and at the moment there's no chance of anyone being able to fulfill well, certainty, certainty. Yeah. well there's plenty of uncertainty but significance and and love and connection yeah, we talk we're talking about the six human needs by anthony robbins yes. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do you feel certainty at the moment? They go, there's a government's response. No, you're certain about something. They, they're going to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, look, it's all right. It's all right for me to say and and for us to say, you know, business minds need to switch into a different gear and think about how they can adapt and overcome. And it's all right for me to say. Uh, train your staff more and do all that but the majority aren't going to head there until i mean a lot of people are about to lose their significance the certainty's gone out the window yeah. a little while ago now people are fighting over toilet paper so how's the fucking love and connection in the world yeah. going? about the only thing that has been fueled for people is 
the variety of the uncertainty. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be tough for us to move into an area where we're growth and contributing and thinking about we instead of me. But Kim, you, you said it before that everyone's a leader in their own right and, and business owners have that little bit of extra something, generally speaking, that little bit of entrepreneurship. Yeah, entrepreneurship. yeah, it's nice. It sounds nice. Uh, you like that word? Anyway, look that up. They have that little bit of extra something that helps them drive them, themselves that little bit further forward to look at those alternatives for their business. Yeah, there's an element to realising that, yes, your life needs aren't getting met, but you've got two things to do about it. You can turn on fellow man, you can wallow in self-pity, or you can go, right, uh, crack your knuckles and... Look at opportunity or go for Armageddon. Which one are you going to go for? That's, but, you know, it's, it's not that... It is It is that easy and it isn't that easy. It is that... And it depends on your... Look, I'm someone who uncertainty is high on my ranking of life needs. I get bored very easily, so a bit of chaos. Helps I'm, you a lot. I'm okay right. with... No, so the six problems. human needs, it's not so uncertainty, you want variety. Variety, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, significance, love and connection, certainty, variety. Contribution. I'm, and well, it's only when those love and connection going to love and connection. Yeah. So if someone who's highest on that list is certainty and significance, well, they're going to have a real tough time now and and coming up and a tougher time than someone like me who variety is very high on the list. So yes, I'm still not feeling great. Don't worry. But I've also had moments of fucking right. Hey, let's go. What's next? What where is this taking us? Yeah. And and what can we do about it? So one one of the things I really like is I think looking at our uh, prime minister. I didn't like him, so I'm not putting a plug in. Should he I, I did you? not like him because I got hung up with the fact that you know, Malcolm Turnbull was being deposed when I have cast the vote for him. But I have to say, he's doing a bloody good job. I, I hate it when people go on TV and say, uh, Scott Morrison, I think he deserved the title Prime Minister, uh, Scott Morrison. I think he's doing a bloody good job. He's doing his best, man. When he, I remember a few weeks ago when he had to go to that game between South and Cronulla, he wanted to go because he thought it w- he was going to at least be a symbol of take it easy. He never said he, does, he didn't take it seriously. He was criticised so much he had to cancel it. He bowed to the whingers and the complainers. Yeah, and we spoke about it. He speaks about things and every single time he speaks about things, he's trying to settle us down. And when we get unsettled, he's, he comes back and somehow just find a way to set, settle us back down again. But that's not enough, Prime Minister. It's going to be important for you now to really have a look. Am I listening to a lot of information? Because we are not the first country to be infested with this virus. So we now are starting to get a lot of information and find out what is it that's happening. We can't understand, we can follow the graphs and do our policies uh, according to the graph, but we can't forget one thing. We're just 21 million people on, on this huge island. We have to look after everyone's mental aside so that they're not crazy after the virus is gone. You imagine the virus is gone and we're just a crazy bunch that it's all about yeah. everyone for themselves? Yeah, the flow-on effect for what's about to happen could be last year's. Five, ten, decade, because... I, I'm look, and you know what, I might, I might be looking at a, through rose-coloured glasses, uh, and it, it could be, I think the Australian nature, the, the true Australian nature will shine through. Oh, that's a uh, big call uh, after and it is a big call. So what is it, they, they don't take their toilet paper again? No, but the masses in general, I think... Uh, so which mass went for the toilet paper, Doro? 
Yeah, I know that's not the best of uh, examples. No, that I think we've just seen it, but I think big picture, long term, I think the mate. I, I reckon most of the to- uh, the Australian um, spirit died a few years ago, right? Because they get old, so they die the poor Anzacs. We have a lot of people who come from a lot of countries out there, and I'm the first to say it. I come from Belgium. I'm Vietnamese born, and I don't think that we really espouse to the mindset the mentality and I, I think as foreigners and I, I would say even though I'm Australian by passport as foreigners we inspired when we see that kind of spirit that the Aussie have that Anzac spirit but personally one virus and it fucked us all up we just went back to freaking foreigners mindset mate it was same same but different during the bushfires mate yes we came together in air quotes but not really I mean the shit fight that happened we turned on the politicians we turned on charities we turned on everyone and then literally as some idiot went and got toilet paper and we've all started punching on over it like oh god have to disagree with you mate I don't okay. think I think the Australian the current Australian spirit has shown through and it's very sad and it's very concerning because shit's only about to get worse yeah, okay. I'll, I'll disagree with you guys, but I won't sit on the fence, Cameron. <laughs> I'll, have, uh, I'll have my uh, opinion, and I'll, I'll say I think I think it'll shine through. And I and I said I, I may I may be wearing rose coloured sunglasses, but uh, I just don't I'm know what evidence you got through. for that point of view at the moment, mate. Because there's been I don't nothing. Need in evidence. The I've got hope, mate. I don't need evidence. I don't need evidence. I've got history, and I've got hope. I've got forty hope. eight yes, years, forty nine years of. Of experience in Australia, and that's uh, being born and bred in Australia. I, I hope that that's the way it, it, we we proceed forward. He, he's and a. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just, um, yeah, I don't know here's the thing, bro. So we sit here. None of us have got direct family members being affected by the coronavirus. Well, when you say affected, direct, direct. Got, I mean, has coronavirus? Like, no, no, no. Like, one of our children died from this. All oh, right. Okay. Right. Or one of our parents died from this. Would we be talking the same way? No. And that's what I mentioned before about none of us have been had that direct effect as of yet, and we taking a light. But I still believe that's my belief that the Australian spirit will shine through. Will will shine through. And you know, I, I until I, you're directly affected by. I I hate to be proven wrong. I Mate, hate what to be what are five hundred thousand unemployed people? How's the Australian spirit going to help them then? How's it going to help them I, feed I their kids? I, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. We can hope, but I don't think... I, I, what I'm talking about is helping your neighbour out, helping the little old lady, little old bloke who's, who lives by himself down the end of the street, just helping your neighbour out, looking out for a mate. That's what that's what I'm talking about. I'm, to, I'm not talking about people donating to charities and then bitching no, no, and moaning no. about uh, how, how that money's uh, distributed. I'm, I'm talking about... Looking out for your neighbour. Look it out for your mates. And They've already and stopped looking out for each other because they're scared they're going to have a dirty asshole. <laughs> they have, mate. That's I don't think that is a reflection of the masses. It is, is the masses. It's mate. not the masses, but mate, the single, fucking shelf's still empty. Every single Coles and Woolworths <laughs> in the country is empty. It's the masses, mate. That's the definition of the masses. You can't get the shit anywhere. So maybe they should have listened to our first podcast when we did the $500 tax. <laughs> Because that would have happened fast. Because still, man, you, you, I defy you to still go and find one today at two in the afternoon. Because many of us we had to drive to work, do our job, and then during the break or whenever lunch break we have, we go for mm. 
whatever shopping we need to be doing for the family. Yeah. And you identify you to find it, man. You're in the same position as me, mate. My wife and I both work full time. Listen, hey, listen, guys. I, we're not I, turning on you. We're just we're allowed to have yeah, a different I, point of view. No, he's I, turning on you. Yeah. <laughs> I you for anyone worried out there, there's nothing wrong with going to work wearing one, two socks and coming home wearing one. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. For anyone yeah, who gets there, stuck. I saw something very funny in uh, a shop owner in Belgium, I think it was. He, uh, he had one hand sanitizer was $4. Two hand sanitizers was $95. That's a yeah, good way someone, to solve it. That's a good way to solve it. Someone told, sold, someone stole TL's idea on Facebook last night. Another agent must have listened to the podcast because her big bold idea was exactly that: normal price for one item and five times the price for more than one. There you go. That'll, that'll cut them out pretty quick. Anyway, boys, I hope that shutdown's not going to be something that leaves us in the dark. I think that we, as Australians, don't have a problem with going through hardship together. I think that as Australians, we don't have a problem with taking on a challenge for the sake of the next generation or the generation after. After all, our elderly Anzacs have done it way before us. But to do it for no reason, to do it for no explanation, and to do it for no aim, I think that that would uh, really bother us. And um, I don't know about you boys, but um, total shutdown, I'm all for it. Do it today. If you can tell me, that'll fix it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. All I plead for is a bit of information. Stop giving us surprises. We'll all band together, but we don't like surprises. Let us know what we're in for, for fuck's sake. And make sure that our mind is not worried because whatever we've worked hard and built for today, just freeze everything. Freeze the entire game. Wait for the, the, the this thing to go over and do it. I mean, I told you that on a, a few podcasts ago. You know, if your house on fire, would you be asking for the price of water and worried about it? No. Yeah. I've got insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking insurance will find a way to get out of this shit, mate. Don't you worry about it, man. Well, no insurance It was virus. not Australian made. It was uh, Chinese made. Uh, we do not. Um, yeah, you know what? If it was Chinese made, it shouldn't have lasted this long. It's usually broken by now, right? So, Unfortunately, everything you buy is Chinese made. <laughs> Including toilet paper, apparently. Fair income. Actually, about toilet paper, we need to really get something out there to all those pricks that are holding. That the more you wipe your ass with Chinese paper, the more <laughs> likelihood of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not going to do an open casket just showing your asshole. So <laughs> fucking... Why is Fred mooning us? Well, he just spent his your life saving on toilet paper. Your open casket is showing paper. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Well done, buddy. Welcome to the party. That's good. That's good. Uh, Good on you, boys. Thanks very much for today. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Talk again. All good, man. See you. Bye.